fellow travelers, and thank thank you once again for joining me on the Unbroken Ground. Uh, so so excited that you are here to listen, and um, yeah, here we go with another episode, episode thirty one. Um, this one is going to be I haven't decided on the title yet, but I'm going to talk about um, the idea, the idea of. Uh, being unsatisfied and and how that um, is one of the has been one of the common themes um, throughout the Bible, but also just throughout history that that's one of the things that drives us is is the the need for more and how it 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 actually infiltrates most of of our lives and uh, what it does and so yeah that's what I talk about is finding enough in Jesus uh, episode thirty one. Thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, I'm excited that you're here to listen. Um, and if you have any feedback, you can go to the Facebook page, uh, Facebook uh, forward slash The Unbroken Ground, or you can send an email at theunbrokenground at gmail.com, or you can find me on Instagram. And let's jump into it. So I think one of the initial and overriding issues that humanity has is the idea that we always want something more or the fact that that maybe we're missing out on something and that and you know even today uh, they've named it in kind of this uh, FOMO which is the fear of missing out in but it's that's which is a very real thing and it has been for forever because I think if you go back to the garden um, with Adam and Eve and when Eve is being uh, talked to by the the serpent um, one of the things that is attacked is this idea of do they have everything they could have could they could they have more Um, and the, the idea is like, has God given you enough? Has he, has he given you everything? And the, the attack was on this idea of he's keeping something from you that would, that, that would be beneficial to you. You should want it. it he, you should have it. You deserve it even. Um, and he is, and God is um, keeping it away from you. Um, because God is is trying to keep something for himself or um, keep you from having it and and you deserve it um, and that that idea that idea that do I have enough just permeates a whole lot of uh, the things that that we see in our society that we see in sin um, the idea that I have some, uh, but if I could have more, that would be better. If if I had more, just a little bit more, would I would I then have enough? And I think in that idea, we find kind of the root of so many of our struggles, so many of our the the things that cause us such great pain, is the fact that we are not able to find peace, joy, and contentment in what we have because we are consistently seeking more or or have expectations of more. I mean, just think about it. Adam and Eve 
could have anything in the garden. Not only that, on top of that, Adam and Eve were walking with God. God would come to them and, and, and they'd have a walk together in the evening. And even in that situation where there was um, literally nothing more they could need, that the, the question became, but is there something more that you want? And the, the idea of having the ability to be like God um, is apparently attractive enough to the humans that they disobey God, that, that, they, are, they, that they believe um, that they are missing out, that they don't have enough, that they, if they just had uh, this, a bite from this fruit, of the knowledge of good and evil, then they would have more, their life would be better. And as, as usual, um, it ends up being not true. It ends up, in fact, being worse. Like they, they, they take, take a bite and they lose the uh, ability to, to have the same uh, intimacy with God. They no longer walk uh, in the garden with God. Instead, they, they have to go out into the world and they have to... Uh, plow and raise their own crops and and there's this great pain in childbirth and and all of a sudden sin is is a part of the world and and even invades the fall even invades into creation itself so there are things that now man has to struggle uh, to uh, to plow the ground, and they struggle against thorns and and uh, and producing things. Whereas when they were in the garden, the garden would just produce those things. They would have enough, and and so um, it was this idea, though, that maybe they were missing out on what what or they were being held back by by God that God had not given them enough that that if if they had just had that thing that one thing then then they would have found peace they would have found they wouldn't they they would have they would have not they would not only would they have had the garden experience but they'd be even better and and that was the temptation that was the struggle that was the desire that led to the fall the the desire of not of being something more of being dissatisfied and 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 thinking that there is more or we deserve more or we could be more and not having the peace the contentment of just enough we have enough and that uh that idea just i mean it just it just filters down through history it filters down because what 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 happens is that throughout all of history and in humanity what you see is that people are not good at understanding what they need or just the amount that they need um, because if they get a certain level of of what they the, the things that they have the things they think they need when they get to that certain level then they they tend to go I need more uh, so that's why you know millionaires need to be billionaires and billionaires need to be gazillionaires and gazillionaires need to be the richest men because it's never enough. It's because the satisfaction that we seek, the approval that we seek, the, the, uh, the, the final um, winning 
amount or that thing that we finally can say we have enough of is not something that we can earn. And so we, 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 but we'd spend our lives just chasing after these things in hopes that we'll finally find the thing that makes us happy. And that's where, that's where greed comes in. That's where gluttony comes in. That's where, that's where legalism comes in. I mean, if you think about it, what legalism is, is, is the idea that if you follow enough rules and you get all the rules right and you follow them right, then you will uh, enter into a right relationship with God and you will have accomplished what you want, what you need, and you could do that underneath your power by, by following all the rules. And, and so um, what happens is that more and more rules, because if, if some rules are good, then more rules are even better. And once you get to the more rules level, then you're like, even well, if, if more rules were better, then even, even more rules would be better. And then, it, and then it's like, but who can follow all of them? And, and, and those that, that do it well um, often get revered. Uh, and those who don't do it as well get ostracized. And so it becomes this, this never-ending cycle of how well can you follow the rules. It's, it's, it's why legalism is so strong is because we desire that approval. We desire that achievement. And so as we do that, the way that, that we receive um, or, or begin to understand, be able to, to put a value or a, a, a place, um, uh, a sign of value to where we, we are in God's eyes, we do it through rule following. Oh, I'm, I follow all the rules. I've, I don't, you know, the rich young man comes to, to Jesus and he says, hey, um, I've fallen all, I have fallen all, I have fallen, followed, I have followed all of the rules. It's <laughs> trouble with that one. I followed all the rules. What can I do to have eternal life? I mean, th- there it is, right? That I have, I have done everything I was supposed to do. I followed all the rules, but I still don't feel like I've achieved anything. I need something more. What else can I do? Now, what Jesus tells the rich young fool, of course, is, well, go sell all your, your earthly belongings and come follow me. And the rich young fool goes away. Because this is, this is not another rule. This is a change. All those other rules had nothing to do with his fortune, um, other than he would tithe. I guarantee you that he tithed perfectly to the, to the percentile inch he would tithe tithe even his smallest spices he i guarantee you he he followed those to the letter but it's but he still felt empty he still felt like there was something more because the, he he had already had achieved all of those goals and then he had achieved um, the, 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 I followed all the rules and yet he still knew that something was missing. And so he came to Jesus to say, Jesus, you are a great teacher. Um, I've followed all the rules. I'm still not satisfied. What do I do? 
to find eternal life. And, and, and the answer that he gets is not one he's willing to accept because it's so outside the, the bounds of what normal human life has said we would do. If you want, um, you know, it's still the same way today. If you want to be great, then you amass great amounts of wealth. And, and having the wealth is one of the ways that you show that God is, is blessing you, right? That, that's how you can say, oh, God's, God's in my corner. Have you seen my bank account? Have you seen the stuff that I own? Have you seen the house that I have? Have you seen the family I've able to put together? Those are all God's blessings. And yes, they are, but they are not a, the exact reflection of your trust in God, and nor is it a, a reflection of God's pleasure with you. It's we, but but we don't we don't know how to deal with that, and so we have this this weird tension that we struggle through because we 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 especially because we live in a capitalistic society that puts value on everything, and if and if something doesn't have a value that can be assigned to it, then it doesn't have a whole lot, and we just don't know what to do with that, and so we seek. We seek and we think about, okay, what does it look like to be blessed? And our mind immediately goes to, well, do we do we have the, the material things that we want, not just the, that what we need, but the things that we want. And then what level do we put the, like, what, what do we need? Like, as far as we're talking, like, like, as far as uh, the type of what material uh, level that we need, how much money do we need? How much stuff do we have? Should, should we, um, think that that uh, should we all go live in poverty is a question that people say is, is you know is christianity just about um going to live and being in poverty and 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 or or uh, some other people would say no it's about amassing as much wealth as you want private jets and three or four homes and that's how you know that god's blessing you because you've got all of these things and 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 jesus just cuts through all of that because none of that is where you will find peace. And and we just we we lose that a lot because we we what we struggle with is that we don't we we don't we aren't able to accept grace. We aren't able to accept God's love. We aren't able to accept that we are lovable, that God loves us just the way that we are. And so we, we tie so many things to this idea of, of needing more. And, and we're even encouraged in that in, in our society. You need a better house. You need a better car. You, you deserve a better house. You ought to have a bigger bed. You ought to have the nicest furniture. You need a better stove. You, you, you need, you got to be um, in the latest clothes. And how long have you been wearing those clothes? And those are so out of style and, and so on and so on. Because we, we put so much, we wrap so much of our identity, even our Christian identity in America, we wrap it so much into the things that we have. And there's nothing wrong with stuff. Stuff is fine. You can have it or not have it. But that's the point. When you, when you can have it or not have it, it's in, a, it's in a healthy place. But when you have to have some things or when you must have more of those things, not because you need them, but, but because you've, you've decided that that's 
what will make you satisfied that that is what will make you happy is that that is what will fill the hole that's been pressing down that that thing that we need which is to to this to to fill in this place where God only a relationship with God we're only knowing God we're only hearing from God fits into that and we try to fill it fill it fill it full with so many other things and we even glorify that we glorify that sometimes in our Christian culture. But but that's why that's why Paul says, well, that's why Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who cry out to God. Because it's not a measure of how much you have to know how much God loves you. Like we, we don't, we have a hard time because we want to assign a, a value to what makes God love us. And, and when you, cause, because when you can assign a value to it, then you can control it. Like turning on a faucet. Oh, well, this is how I get God to love me. And so if I turn the faucet on a little bit more, I'll get more of God's love. And, but what we, what we come to, the realization, what we need, we must come to when we must live in is the stark fact that we actually cannot earn God's love. That's why, that's why when, when Jesus says um, how hard it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven, in fact, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, meaning this is impossible. The disciples' jaws drop and they're like, well, then who could get into heaven? Because obviously... If you have money, God loves you. If you have wealth, God is blessing you because he loves you and, and you've done something right to do that because God God would not just bless someone unless there was a good reason. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. You guys don't understand. It has nothing to do with the blessings. God gives and God takes away. God gives to both the, the righteous and the unrighteous the rain falls on both the saved and the unsaved. It, it, it is not a predetermination. And we can't um, trick God into blessing us. Like, well, God, you said, if I did this, this, and this, A, X, Y, and Z, then you will bless me. And, and, and the blessing that I am going to get is, is material wealth. Um, there, I mean, the truth is, is that if you seek God's face, if you humble yourself, if you truly seek him with all of your heart, you will be blessed, but that blessing in no way is guaranteed that it means that you'll have a, a huge bank account or a nice car or a nice house. You will be blessed, but you also can't in any way earn more of God's love. And I think as people, we struggle with that because so much of our um, relationship is about what, what's earned or what's deserved. We give grace to those we love because we know that they will give grace back to us. We, ha we have a harder time. We, we reserve judgment for those strangers because we feel like they're judging us. And, and it all just comes back to this idea that... We cannot find satisfaction because we always want something more. It's, it's a human condition to just want something more. It's a human condition to be dissatisfied, discontent, uncontent, 
to not be content with what we have. And it's a holy condition to be satisfied regardless of the circumstances. That's why Paul says in Philippians, you know, he says, and this is a really uh, misquoted verse a lot of times because it's talking about, that we use it in a lot of ways, power team, if you guys remember that. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul is talking about the secret of contentment because the secret of contentment is, is that you realize that peace and joy and resting in God have nothing to do with your circumstances or your material wealth or the material wealth that you have. Paul would say, I, I know what it means to, to be uh, to follow God when I have great wealth and when I'm not hungry, and then I know what it means when I am destitute and starving to find contentment, to find joy in God. And so Paul would say, rejoice in all circumstances. Find contentment. Find contentment because there is no external source that will bring you contentment. There, there's not enough money. There's not enough food. There's not enough stuff in this world that you will, will, will you give you eternal contentment. One of the things, one of the phenomenal noms that happens is this idea of buyer's remorse, that, that somebody will, will, will dream and save and, 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 and spend time just dreaming and and imagining what it'd be like to have this thing, whatever X, this little you know, do dot thing, this new thing. They're going to purchase a new car or a house, and they'll and they'll spend so much time thinking about it that once they actually buy it, it's a letdown. It's it's a letdown because it can never actually bring you the level of joy and peace that you want it to bring. It just, it just won't. And so then it's like, well, I thought, I thought having this would make me happy. I I mean, it's, it's, and again, it just goes back to the very first sin, which is where, where Adam and Eve take a bite of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil because they were told that they had missed, they were missing out on something. And they thought if I had that, that I would be happier. I would find reasons to be like God. And that seems better. That seems like I'm missing out on something. It seems like, and, and what happens, it's a bad deal, right? Because what happens is the fall gets ushered in. And so the thing they're missing out on now is sin and death. And that's what they get in the bargain. And so, so much of our, our lives is we've spent chasing after a way to f- to fix that in us. We we want to fill the hole. We want to. We have this this part that's missing about us, and we think that it's it's love, or it's it's sex, or it's it's food, or it's money, or it's a job, or it's popularity, or it's success, or it's author- or, or it's power, or and and if we could just have a little more, then we would we would be satisfied. If we just had the newest thing. If we just had all that our hearts desired, we would finally find contentment. We know that it's just not true. I mean, we watch with great uh, irony irony, um, kids who will get a present and then spend more time playing with a box that the toy came in 
than the toy itself. We, we, we spend how much ever time it takes with the new thing that we got, realizing that it doesn't stop our insatiable need for more doesn't interrupt it and instead we spend some time with that and then and that time becomes a disappointment because it, it doesn't fix the problem and so we're like okay well what's the next thing that's that's why millionaires that's why um billionaires that's why gazillionaires when you if you were to say hey how much money do they need and it's just like more more i mean at, at some point you leave the scale of even really understanding uh, levels like it's just the zeros and the and the amount and it's like but how much like it's they have more than they need they could have more than they really should want and yet that doesn't satisfy I think it's why you find joy more in and third world countries, people who find contentment because they, they find the gratitude and thankfulness and they realize that it doesn't come from the materialistic part of our world. It doesn't come from having more stuff or having a nicer house or having a nicer car or, or having a bank account or not having to worry about finances. It doesn't come from any of those areas or things. When Jesus teaches the disciples to pray, he teaches them this phrase. Give us this day our daily bread. There's a, there's a, a verse in Proverbs that says, God, give me enough for today so that I don't steal because I don't have enough and so that I don't become overconfident because I have too much. Just give me what I need for today. And and there's a whole lot of proverbs and I and I'm not saying you you shouldn't prepare and that you shouldn't save up and that you shouldn't I'm not saying that you shouldn't have those things that you shouldn't think that way. But what we must understand is that satisfaction is never going to be found in an outside source. That contentment is never going to be found in having more. There's a there's a comedian who, you know, we, we it's, it's been said for many years. He goes, you know, they always say that uh, money can't buy you happiness. But he says, have you ever seen anybody sad on a jet ski? And yeah, he's right. In the moment, it seems like a lot of fun. But then you begin to think about all the things that, that come with that. Well, you got to have a, if you got a jet ski, you got to have a place to store it. Um, well, that costs more money or you got to build something. And then, and then um, you got to have a trailer, you got to have a, a car to, and those things can break down and, and the jet ski itself can break down. And so in the moment, we can set aside that, that, that hunger, that need. But I think the hard reality and the struggle of humanity is that it just comes back 
And so that's why when Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, he, he teaches them the simple phrase, give us this day our daily bread. It doesn't, he's not saying, don't plan. He's not saying, don't plan. Because there's enough in the Bible that says that we got to be wise. There's enough in the Bible that says that, that we should take care of our resources. But I wonder if there is a balance there to be found. That, that we find not, that we find our safety, that we find our trust, that we find our, our satisfaction not in the fact that we have learned how to save that we've learned how to pay off our debts so we so we have more money for so that we can we can live like no one else save like no one else you can live like no one else and 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 that that not be our motivation or that not be even in the back of our minds but rather to say simply god you have me for today give me enough and when i wake up tomorrow god you have me for today Give me enough. And when we think all about all the things in our lives that we wish we had more of, or that we think that we deserve more, or, or that we think that, that if God really loved us, he would give us more, or, or, or I would be happy if I could just have X, Y, and Z, or more of X, Y, and Z. And we think through all those things. And instead we say, I have today, and that is enough. It doesn't mean that you can't hope or plan or look forward. Jesus came. He had a purpose. He knew what he was headed. He, he, he even turned his face towards Jerusalem because he knew what he had to accomplish, which was a future thing he had to do. But even then, he knew that it was one day at a time. God, give me this bread for today. God, let me, let me learn how to trust you today. God, may you build into me the dependence where I rest in you, my full trust that you will take care of me today and tomorrow when I wake up that we will continue to do so, that I will have what I need. Not necessarily what we want. We want so much. We think we, think we need so much. We think we deserve so much. We think that that we should have so much but but is it what we really need is it enough to have Jesus is it enough to know that God loves you just just let just just, just because you're you That he loves you and he knows you. And, and even though he knows every thought, every sin, every terrible thing that you've, you've done or thought about, even though he knows all those things, he still loves you. Isn't it enough that God wants to walk with you We struggle so much. 
Because we are convinced that if we just had something more, we would be happy. We would feel, we would feel comforted, safe. And yet, like Paul in Philippians, he reminds us, he says, have joy, be joyful, rejoice always. The secret of contentment is just knowing that, that Christ is with us. Is that Christ strengthens me for today and I will get through whatever today's, today brings because I have Jesus. I have enough because God has given me enough. May God reveal to your heart this week what it is you need. May you pray, God, show me what the things I just want. I don't need them. I just want them. And God, show me how to find contentment. God, show me how to find joy. God, show me how to be grateful in all that I do. Because you have given today this daily bread. You have taken care of me today. And I know because you're faithful, you'll take care of me tomorrow. It is enough. And if tomorrow brings trouble and struggle and hunger, I will still know that I can trust in you. You will give me strength because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because Christ is enough. Having that, having him, having him in your heart, having that relationship is enough. May we meditate on that this week as we think about all the things in life that, that drive us, that pressure us, that stress us out, that we would find that joy and that enough in knowing Jesus and knowing that he loves us and that we can't do anything to earn that, but that he still does and that every day, we pray that prayer. God, give me enough for today so that I can proclaim your goodness, so I can proclaim your truth, so that I can help people find you and follow you. And God, that I can follow you the way you want me to. God, show me how every day you are enough. That's my prayer for you guys. Hope you'll meditate on that. I hope you'll think through that this week. Be blessed. Thank you.